you like movies that I'm here to say, then this is the show for you, okay? It's called the best movie to the J.D. Allen tone, so don't touch that dial, turn on your phone. Grab a sweet song, mix up popping corn, from Rosebud to Laughter to Jason Bourne, Meryl Streep to Kirk Russell to Dennis Hopper, and don't forget, y'all, this is the chopper! Hello and welcome to the Best Movie 2 pod, the podcast that tells you which film to watch in any given situation. For example, the best movie to watch to prepare for a holiday in England this year will probably be Shawshank Redemption because it can teach you how to swim through piles of human feces. Uh, our guest this week is Josh Hallam, the host of the Just Films in that podcast. Hi, Josh. Hi, mate. How you doing? You okay? Good, good. We're, uh... <laughs> Did you like that one? <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> It's good because it, it makes you laugh and then it's depressing because you realise, oh, all of our yeah, rivers uh, are actually... That, that is where I'm going to have to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, and it's uh, it's actually quite in line with our theme this week because we're, we're going to be discussing guilty pleasures. So yeah. uh, one of our guilty pleasures throughout the next few years will probably be swimming in river, rivers of human feces. Yeah, oh yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, are you going to go, um, are you going to go just one piece Victorian style or like trunks? Uh, but nude so that I can get as much of that yeah, up on get me. Get it right in there. Yeah, 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 yeah that's fair enough. It's, it's good in protein, I think. <laughs> 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 we're off to a classy start and we're uh, we're breaking... Um, this is a first for the Best Movie 2 pod. You're our first Zoom guest. Um, yes. So you're our first guest. I don't know what you smell like. Yeah, I'm not um, going to London. It's not. No. <laughs> yeah. That's too northern. How much was uh, the most recent pint that you bought? Uh, <laughs> um... I don't know, at most a fiver. Yeah, I was hoping you'd say like two yeah. shillings in a frupney. 90p, 90p for a stout. So where where are you based? So we're, I'm I'm based in Liverpool uh, and from not that far away in in, uh, in the, near Blackburn. Uh, oh, wow. So, so the, yeah, the greatest so. Uh, greatest city in the world that you're based. Yeah. That's, yeah. So coincidence, I'm, yeah. I'm unbiased. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> We'll start off with, normally we ask our guests to have a look at the IMDb Top 100 uh, just to see kind of where they are. You've gone above and beyond yeah. today. Uh, so how many have you looked at? So I <laughs> I misheard what you said, all of them. So two, top 250. So I've, but then I, I've done both. So I've of the top 250, I've watched, I think, 127. Oh, wow. And of the top. 100 i've watched i think 63 uh so this this opens this up actually so out of them 250 then if you uh if you can recollect are there any way you'd say that should not be on there absolutely no yeah so this is probably quite controversial other 250 i was surprised because the first pirates of the caribbean's on there now i quite like the first one but i was quite surprised it was on there to be honest with you um, yeah if, if you take all the films that have ever ever been made yeah, and you're like oh yeah the first the one with the cgi ghost and that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, do you do you believe in the imdb top 250 because uh, you're in them yeah <laughs> this is the day you'll always remember is the day that pirates of the caribbean was surprising me <laughs> um so that i was quite surprised for my own personal view and this is probably quite controversial this would probably get me kicked out of um certain circles of film lovers but i don't rate dr strange love Oh wow! I, I I don't think it's bad, but I just remember watching it going, yeah, that's fine, it's good, it's all right. Is, is it because it's in black and white? You're like, oh, that's, that's what it is. Yeah, I'm not watching <laughs> that. I'm not watching it. And then actually, the next one is I don't rate that highly. What I don't think I don't think it's a bad film. I just don't think it's as good as everyone says it is. I don't rate it's a wonderful life. 
Oh my god! I know. <laughs> if I this know. was the Christmas episode, everyone would be going crazy. I know, but it's again. I, I don't think it's rubbish. I just, you know, when everyone everyone says it's like perfect, I'm like, yeah, it's you know, it's fine. I think it's a wonderful life. I went in with unfair expectations of like this could be the greatest thing I've ever yeah. seen, and it's going to make me feel like a big old cuddle. And I watched it, and most people know what it's wonderful life is about. Now I know what it's, well, I knew what it was about from seeing it referenced and stuff. The main point of reference I had for it was Rugrats. Because <laughs> there's an episode of Rugrats where I think Chucky finds out, wants to know what it was like for all the other babies if he'd never been born. And that's sort of what it's a wonderful life is, right? It's he wants to know what his life was like. So it shows all the parents going to the abortion center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And get rid of them. <laughs> and it's just Chucky on his own. <laughs> Yeah, and he and then he's given up as well. Yeah, he's on a fire station uh, step. Um, but yeah, so so I watched it thinking, so it's going to be like you know, dead heartwarming, and like what happens if he wasn't alive? And that's like a two-hour film where the first hour and fifteen minutes is why he's so depressed. Yeah, the whole the whole story is if you have a family uh, or close ties, they will drag you down and yeah. steal your ambition Don't and hopes. Get from with you. anybody, only work. Don't do anything else. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, you'll be miserable. And also, the um, villains don't get their comeuppance in that film. I don't because obviously, Mister Potter, the, the the villain in the wheelchair, who's like, uh, he's he's absolutely broken this man and he's stolen his money. That should end. You can even do it as a PG. Uh, you know, James Stewart goes around his house and just shanks him, absolutely shanks him while his little butler fella watches on, and he's like, "You camera, deserve this." Camera just pans up as the, you can just say like. Like and then yeah. pans away, and then just the music plays and the credits roll. Oh, Murray, I'm covered in blood. Oh. <laughs> you just want that scene from Hannibal where he's just like wheeled into the pigs. Yeah. <laughs> or even better, so, Red Dragon, where you set him on fire and roll him down a car park. Then there's a sequel called It's a Shit Life, and then, <laughs> and then it's afterwards. Tim in jail. Yeah. <laughs> Shall we move on to our, our big topic, our big question Indeed. of the week? So we're going to discuss what is the best movie to enjoy as a guilty pleasure? Uh, so how would you define a, a guilty pleasure movie, Josh? What are you looking for in it? It's, it's so difficult, isn't it? I think the the, the main definition you go for would be um, a film that you, you enjoy. You're not really quite sure why you enjoy it. It's not a well-received film, but you do enjoy it. Is, is what what I go for. So it's like maybe the the majority of people who've seen it consider it to be bad, but you're like, no, I I quite enjoy this yeah. about it. And that can be like because you're nostalgic for it, or you just watched it at the right time, or sometimes you just can't put your finger on it, can you? You just like a film. So I, I'd say that. What about you? I think there's an element of um not being comfortable in certain uh, like high art circles, confessing to loving yeah. that film. Like yeah. we, I, I did film studies at uni, brag, Northampton yeah. University. Hey. You know, it's uh, it's been demolished now. Yeah. So uh, I did film studies and when we went round the one of our first classes, they, they said to people like, what's your favorite film? And everyone was coming out with, oh, I love the work of Pedro Almodovar. I love Unshi and Andalu and all this. And I'm sat there like, God, I, I really want to say Die Hard Free, but these people aren't going to let me. <laughs> and luckily, the guy before me said like Bloodsport, and I was like, oh, okay, we're off. Yeah. All right, that's just, uh, that's you see, you said Bloodsport. Well, um, so let me want to say, <laughs> I had it with, I did the same thing. I was I did creative writing and I dropped it and changed. 
and everyone's they said what's the last book you read and everyone was going around like you say being like jack kerouac and all these other <laughs> books and the last book i read was one of the peter k ones like, <laughs> where he's like what were all that about <laughs> do you remember <laughs> the past yeah, hey do you remember things from the 90s what were all that about <laughs> one thing i look at with um with like a guilty pleasure uh is if it's bombed if yes, the film is yeah. bombed like for me I, i'll throw out a, a big one now the Bob Hoskins Super Mario Brothers movie. <laughs> Isn't that the one where they pretend that they never even made it? Yeah, it's the one that it's up on YouTube uh, and nobody has bothered to flag it for copyright. The entire like, film. What, what are you talking about? I don't know what you mean. What film? <laughs> yeah, they took the credits off and gone, uh, yeah, it's it's like a, a, a Red Nose Day skit. It's like a fan film. Don't worry <laughs> about it. Yeah. Like I love- one where, what's the one with Gary? The one that Gary Oldman made that he's just like, I, I don't know what you're talking about. He's pretending to be a little person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, no, just, I don't know. That's ha- Harry Oldman. I was yeah. I was busy making Dracula. <laughs> I, was, so. I, was like, I was like looking forward to Batman and stuff. I was, you know. <laughs> Churchill, what are you on about? <laughs> that, that kind of genre of, I love that when there's chaos in the background, you know, because oh, yeah. the Super Mario Brothers movie was made. Bob Hoskins uh, and John Leguizamo were drunk the whole time on set because of yeah. how badly it yeah. was being run. The the directors were constantly being threatened with being fired. They didn't know tonally, oh, and all of that. When you know that, like this is millions and millions of dollars have gone into this, and nobody so had a clue what was it. going on. It's so that, yeah, that could have been a Batgirl. That that could have been like, do you know what? <laughs> Don't release it. Scrap it. Just put it in the vat. Yeah, but yeah, then you get films where that has happened, and yet it's still good. Like American History X. Yeah, like, yeah. Where... That was an absolute mess, and then and then it's released, and it's like it's great. I guess you could count American History X as like a guilty pleasure on another side if you had certain tendencies. <laughs> <laughs> just like, yeah, I mean, the first half of this really, really speaks to me. Really, I just really found myself relating to Evan yeah. Norton in the first half of this He's film. got his really cool tats. Where are you all going? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I turn it off halfway through. It's like the opposite of a dust till dawn. It gets boring. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, I, th- I know what you mean, because like, it critically bombed, all commercially bombed. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm looking at I've got a few here and they're definitely yeah, there's definitely ones there for, that fit both of those for me. Some that were successful but were critically panned and the other way around. Yeah. Do you wanna do you wanna give us a few? So like the first one, so there's I've just sort of written loads really. So the first one that came to mind, and I don't even know why it came to mind, but it's League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Oh wow. Which is, which is like <laughs> it's so bad. Yeah, but and also, again, absolute anarchy behind the scenes. Oh yeah, the the director never made another film again. Sean Connery retired. Um, <laughs> yeah, he made it. Bond quit. Yeah, yeah, couldn't even get him back for Skyfall or Indiana Jones. I believe the story goes that he was offered. I think he was offered the Architect in the Matrix or Morpheus. He was offered a role in the Matrix where he would have got a cut of the, the, the gross, but turned it down because he didn't know what the plot was, didn't understand the script. Then in, in Lord of the Rings, he was offered Gandalf, and I think he was offered a percentage gross of all three films, and I think he turned it down because he didn't understand it, and I believe the money he would have made was something ridiculous, like half a billion or something. It was like ridiculous amounts of money. So he said, I'll never turn down a film I don't understand again. Next script comes <laughs> along. Hello, what's this? Alan Quatermain. Um, do you reckon that's his agent who's just had enough of him and he's like oh you're not you're not going to turn the next script down okay we'll see we'll uh, see about that dickhead yeah after like so, Connery's got drunk and told him like it's a good idea to hit his woman now and again yeah 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 it's like yeah. alright alright Sean let's let's see where we can go with this 
Uh, he's testing me, Sean. Come on. Um, uh, so, just to explain to like those who don't know, Leave Extraordinary Gentlemen is based on a comic book, and it's uh, it's so all these. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Alan Moore would beg to differ. Uh, it's all these different literary characters, um, like uh, Alan Quatermain. You know the ones that the kids yeah. love. Kids will come out and watch a a big yeah. blockbuster with Jekyll and Hyde. They love uh, like Captain Nemo from uh, yeah, Thousand <laughs> <laughs> Leagues uh, Under the Sea. I can't go through Walthamstow without seeing teenagers in the little oh. Captain Nemo tops, little yeah. girls dressing as Mina Harker. <laughs> little Sawyers, little Tom Sawyers. Oh, Tom yeah. Warming stuff. <laughs> it's, it's a film that they went, oh, out of copyright, money to be made here, I think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they should start having more out of copyright. Let's get Winnie the Pooh, but his, like, serial killer character. I mean, I want to watch, have you seen the Blood and Honey stuff? That's going to be a guilty pleasure, oh, surely. I'm the, I want to watch that. So this yeah. is the new Winnie the Pooh movie that because uh, the IP for Winnie the Pooh is out of copyright, <laughs> anybody can do anything with it. Uh, and someone's made a really low uh, low budget horror movie called Pooh, Blood and Honey, where Winnie the Pooh, it's just a slasher movie. It's it's yeah. Scream, but with Winnie the Pooh. Apparently they haven't leaned into like the character traits of them that no, much. So, so it's not like half naked and always after honey and him and Piglet just have a lovely, <laughs> a lovely sort of erotic relationships. <laughs> well, that would have been better if he's like slimed up in honey. And <laughs> yeah, Eeyore's killing is that he just tops himself. <laughs> Rabbit just gets caught dead. Um, <laughs> I I think that film, because I don't know if it's straight to DVD, but I get the impression that it would have it would have done better this year, or it would have done better, because I'm assuming it's going to flop, it might not, if Cocaine Bear hadn't come out. Oh, yeah. You've obviously gone, this is going to be, this is going to get the snakes on a plane batshit crazy people with, like who just want something mad in the cinema, and then Cocaine Bear comes out, and they're like, oh, for sake. You know the mistake they made? They should have put a decent trailer together. Mm. But I think they didn't have any money, so it's all yeah. about the trailer. Maybe these are guilty pleasure. A lot of the DC films have really good trailers, and you're like, no, this is this is the one though. This is going to be different. Yeah, to the ones. Everyone's in an abusive like, relationship like, with it's, DC. Ah, oh, it's not. It's the same. It's the same. <laughs> and, I said uh, I wouldn't go back to him, yeah. <laughs> but I love he him. Just, he drew me in with the two flashes and the Michael Keaton Batman, <laughs> and now I'm here. Um. So yeah. So anyway. So yeah. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. It's just a film that. I just can't help but think. Right, yeah, I might pop that on. I think um, a big, like a, a big factor for a, a guilty pleasure would be where your brain can just switch off. Yeah. So yeah. like the Fast and Furiouses, um, a big one for me. Have you seen Crank? I have seen Crank. Yeah, that's a great. That is a great guilty pleasure. Yeah, because that's one to a car battery. <laughs> I think because Crank is one where you're laughing with it. You know the mm. the filmmakers are looking at you, going, "We know it's it's yeah. fine. We know this is, this is stupid, but enjoy the stupid." Yeah. In the second one, he it starts with him having fallen out of a helicopter at the end of the first one, like about what a hundred stories yeah. high, and then he's just given a new heart, and it's off it's we go fine. again. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. It's or it can be stuff that's just stupid, like I like the next ones I've got on. I've realised are all absolutely mad 90s films like face off or con air yeah the well the what the the trifecta of uh nick cage yeah. is face off yeah. con air and the rock yeah 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 a little bit of gone in 60 seconds for a little little added little aperitif yeah we've gone in 60 seconds i feel like that could have pushed it a bit more and 
because is it a PG thirteen in the states? And yeah, I, think, I don't think it's uh yeah, I don't think it's um like a fifteen or anything like I that. I think it's gone in sixty seconds. It's just gone like for me, it's gone in forty five seconds. You know, <laughs> they just didn't. I would we'll say like the the Nick Cage trifecta of I've just won my Oscar. So what are you going to go do, Nick? Yeah, I'm going to do three of the best action films ever made. <laughs> what would be your favourite out of Conair, Face Off, and The Rock? Uh, I think Conair. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think I think Conair. I like Face Off. It's proper, proper mad, isn't it? It's it's proper daft. But I I really do. I like Conair because it is. It's almost even more daft. The concept of of Face Off is is more mad I'm not that bothered on the rock the rock's the most serious of all of them isn't yeah. it it's, it's like the most the, the most like oh no this is a serious film about like they're making Alcatraz. a comment about how you yeah. know war vets are being treated yeah yeah sean connery's james bond but we're you know we're sort of gonna not say that because we can't but he is yeah. um, it's, not, it's not mgm we don't own the rights <laughs> and then and then um conair yeah I, I, it's gotta be conair yeah i love it great soundtrack do, you know they let a they let a serial killer loose and it's like it's fine. <laughs> at the end, he's just like, look at him. He's having a lovely time. He's in a casino. Everyone's fine. That's your positive tag. Like it's meant to be a joke that a guy who has admitted to cutting off the head of a girl and wearing it across three states, uh, which like his head must stay really, really still yeah. to be able to do that. Um, I suppose America, it's all just you know. Straight in it. Yeah. <laughs> That's the prequel that I want to see. It's just him like, did he take it off to stop for gas or? Yeah. He, he, stop, he, just put... he stops at a little town like the film Cars and has to help <laughs> re-tarmac a street all the time. He's got a head on. <laughs> he's, he's wearing like an Abraham Lincoln top hat over. Um, I was, because I think a big, a big factor is you don't want to, like find the plot holes even though you know like for for me with face off the they go so quickly over the procedure where he goes yeah we'll just we'll cut your face off and then all all it is is a matter of reconnecting the nerves Mm. and when you when you step back for a second you go wait do you think the nerves on your face are just around the edge of your face because that like they cut it off just around the the whole like the the circumference of the face, if you will, and just pluck it off, you know. <laughs> and, is that is that also and also what about the body? Oh, don't worry about the body. There's no lasers. Oh yeah, what? yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah lasers. <laughs> Entirely different heights of body shape. Ah, oh, lasers. He says your height difference is negligible. Hang on. Is it? John Travolta's like five two. <laughs> and Nicolas Cage is, I swear, seven foot. I always think the I most think... unbelievable thing in that movie is, well, is that you're supposed to believe that a normal way that a family greet each other is just running the fingers lightly down the floor. Yeah. No one in the history of humanity has greeted their partner or their children <laughs> just gently running their fingers down their face. That's how I meet strangers on the tube. It's just the, the face. You're banned from, from the tube, aren't you? Well, uh, some, you know, Elizabeth Lyons new, so I can still get on there. They haven't put my picture up yet. It's well, still it's, just it's proper. Man. My favourite bit as well is in the boat chase at the end where they both fall off the boat. It's like that's too stunt now. Yeah. Is that like it's too the different races? It's like, it's like an Asian guy and <laughs> like... a black woman flying through the air. It's just completely different people. Ben touched on uh, an issue before we started, which was what about films where you genuinely feel guilty for being a fan of, like you, mm. you Woody Allen's and your Roman Polanski's? 
<laughs> yeah, that's yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, because because I like I love Midnight in Paris. Yeah, but I just yeah, think, I mean, yeah, you are you are right. It's proper, and there are films as well that are like deeply problematic when you look back. Like even something as recent as like American Pie. Yeah, you look back and like, oh Jesus, this we all thought this was okay. Yeah, I mean, I like, I can't even watch Song of the South anymore on the tube no. with with no <laughs> headphones. No. Like, do you want to watch this with? No? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's banned, which means it must be cool. It's not. Like, it's not on. Um, it's not on Disney Plus, is it? No. So no. a lot of them, they've got historical sensitivity warnings, like Dumbo, Aristocats, I think Lady and the Tramp. But that one, they just went, no, yeah. <laughs> no way, no way, we putting that up. It would have been like every ten minutes, they just stop it and go, right, uh, we just need to explain. <laughs> have you ever watched um, Breakfast at Tiffany's? Yeah. Oh God. Jesus. Is, is it Mickey Rooney? Mickey Rooney. Oh, I'll explain for people who haven't seen Breakfast at Tiffany's. Uh, it's a was it fifties, nineteen fifties? Might be sixties, but it's yeah. it's about that time. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's Audrey Hepburn lives in a flat. Now above her is a very hilarious side character, played by Mickey Rooney, and he plays a Chinese gentleman. Is he Chinese? Or... I think so. Yeah. He's, he's, yeah. Yes, he is. Yeah, I think so. And I'll I'll tell you now, he does the accent <laughs> and the makeup. They did the makeup. Yeah, it, yeah, oh. he did the makeup in in a way that like do you know when you go away for a stag do and someone's a dickhead and you might go, he was he was pretending to be Chinese and he he did the accent. That's exactly yeah. Yeah. what he's doing in this. And um, back then it was just like oh wow he's he's such a chameleon. Yeah. I would say no, just check it's like, it, it it technically was Japanese, but I think what he. I think his portrayal is so inaccurate that to suggest that is any actual race is more racist. I think, <laughs> I think technically, yeah, it's Mister Yunioshi. So there yeah. is Japanese, but by God, it's it's so far it's, away it's, from it's, anything it's bad. that's real. It's so bad. Uh, and then and lots of people went, "This is fun." Yeah, put it out. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. So uh, yeah, so I suppose I've got a lot of those nineties schlocky action films on this list so face off conair armageddon's on there because that's shit-tastic right again huge emotion bomb in armageddon oh, yeah you think that when you when you when i watched that when i was like 13 you think this is it this is the height of emotional intelligence oh my god like yeah giving himself up for the world and his daughter and she's gonna marry ben affleck and then they're like aerosmith and stuff and oh my, oh my god <laughs> and he's gonna oh. punch the asteroid <laughs> yeah <laughs> which is pretty much like he, it's either an analogy for he's he loves his daughter so much that he punches the asteroid, or he fucks it to death. He he yeah. fucks the asteroid if, so hard that it splits I'd, into. I'd love it if it finished <laughs> finished like that because that was on telly not so long ago, and I think I had it on in the background, and I was watching it, and the bit where they pull they slingshot around the moon, which makes sense. Sounds scientific, yeah. Yeah, what slingshot around the moon? Yeah, yeah. They they, they just you know high gravity. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then as they approach the asteroid, in the beginning of the film, Billy Bob Thornton says it's the size of Texas, Mr. President. They pull around. It's like you know, it's quite big. It's a, it's a, it's a big, it's a big rock that that looks like. Well, if it was the size of Texas, you'd have to be really far away to get it all in one shot, right? Yeah. And they're not that far away. They're covered up on the back of it, and then they land on it, and then. Ben Affleck gets to them in a couple of hours, but if it's the size of Texas, oh, yeah. that's like days, days of driving. Maybe they mean like the town of Texas in Michigan. Yeah. 
Well, Billy Bob Thornton's character is just really dumb, and he's yeah, he zoomed out too much on a on a little thing. And he really Billy Bob Thornton really wanted to be an astronaut, but he couldn't because generic illness. It never oh, yeah. up. It's just like ah, oh, it's just he wanted to, wow, it's just like his leg and isn't it. What? Yeah, yeah it's like, I've got the shits. Yeah, <laughs> I missed Sorry. the training. Yeah. <laughs> and again, I think it's been often said about Armageddon, but it is important to stipulate that they decide instead of training astronauts how to drill into rock, uh, and and they have radios, like they could mm. probably get someone who knows about these things to then communicate. Or they send think a it's mix, uh, send a mix. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, send a few. The the whole earth is under threat. That's probably one of them things where all countries can come together and be like, yeah, yeah we've we've got a shuttle as well if you want to send and then just go, is it asteroids or drillers? Uh yeah, we've got enough of them. We'll we'll have the other one. Yeah. Uh, sorry, sorry, not asteroids. Um I meant uh, <laughs> oil drillers or astronauts. Yeah, astronauts. <laughs> Although we could that's the, that's your sequel there. We send androids, uh, asteroids up in, into this guy. Fight fire with fire. Give me all yeah. the asteroids we've got. Fire at that asteroid. We kept some of Bruce Willis's character's genetics, and he's <laughs> now a giant asteroid. It's, it, it's not only the asteroid, astronauts versus oil drillers thing. It's also that they go to Bruce Willis, they get him, and they go, we've got these asteroids. I'm saying it now. <laughs> we've got these astronauts. We need you to train them. And he goes... No one could drill as well as me. I'll do it, and I want to take my own team. And no one goes, uh, no, yeah, uh, no, 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 it's... no, no. It's the, it's the stake of the world. So do what I say and train yeah. those astronauts. Um, and your ragtag team, while they're cute, like we're making a joke about this guy's so fat he probably will have a heart attack in space. But he yeah. <laughs> he will have a heart attack in space. That's going to be a second asteroid that's coming towards. The planet. Uh, is that a bit of one of them? There's a bit where they have a medical assessment. The doctor's like, one of them tested positive ke- for ketamine. And like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, so one of them's a cathead and he's trying to save the world. Oh, fine. Oh, they're just a ragtag team of guys. Send them up there. <laughs> it is the greatest uh, thing about this movie. I think that it's got the all these plot points are discussed by Ben Affleck on the director's <laughs> commentary, which is a clip that pops up quite a lot. And it's it could have only happened at that time when... I'm guessing directors weren't really aware this was going out. So like Michael Bay's like, yeah, fine. He can do it, whatever. And then doesn't realize it's just two hours of Ben Affleck slagging <laughs> off every decision he makes. Um, do you know what I really like in a, uh, in a guilty, guilty pleasure movie is just yeah. a huge performance. Like one person just going in really big. So I'm talking yeah. you, you John Voight's in Anaconda. Uh, and my main one for me is, have you seen Congo? Congo, no, don't Congo. Think I've seen that. So Congo is a big uh, line of people that are like Christmas <laughs> do. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like the more friendly human centipede. Yeah, um, yeah. No, <laughs> Congo was a it was a box office bomb, and it was it was a based on a Michael Crichton book, uh, and it was right after Jurassic Park. A studio went, oh, we've got the rights to it. this. Yeah, I have yeah, I have and heard it's, of this. it's about evil monkeys. So. Um, I would tell you to go and watch it for Tim Curry's performance in that. Oh, <laughs> Tim Curry, though. I mean, he, he loves a bit of bit of the scenery chewing, doesn't he? Yeah, t- Tim, well, Tim Curry, he, I'd say he never is bad. He always knows exactly oh, what is bad, needed. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he always pitches it right. Home Alone Home 2, mo- I'm going to be the creepiest thing in this child's film. <laughs> <laughs> Even though Donald Trump's in it, I can top it. <laughs> no, yeah. I would have liked to have seen, like, 
if he actually got his hands on Kevin and he just starts pummeling him. Robert Casino Royale style <laughs> on a chair. Yeah. <laughs> He's got his Rocky Horror Picture outfit underneath and all the whips and chains. It's like... It's Rocky Horror Show body, it face. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if you're aware of this, Jamie, that one of the things on it was, um, after the success of the first great train robbery, Crichton decided to write a screenplay specifically for Sean Connery. Oh, <laughs> he pitched it to him originally because he thought he could use a real ape, and when he found out he couldn't, that's when Sean left the project. <laughs> oh, so it's Congo, not... Congo was meant to be for Sean Connery. Congo was meant to be for Sean Connery, and Sean Connery left the project when he found out that they weren't going to be allowed to use a real ape. <laughs> <laughs> I don't use fake apes. <laughs> <laughs> I only real monkeys. I can imagine that meeting where they're like, look, Sean, it's dangerous. Like, these apes can pull a human's face off. He's like, I, he won't try to pull my face off. It'll respect me for uh, my career. You it give was... him a slap now and again? That puts him in line. I think it was a female ape. Uh, the, the character's <laughs> called Amy. Is that, quite like, yeah, you, you, you see if that theory works on, on, on a gorilla there, Sean. Who, who oh, is, my... is Tim Curry the lead in that, then? No, it is. I think it's something Walsh. Uh, Dylan Walsh, yes, there we go. Boom. Uh, Dylan Walsh is the main guy, uh, and you've got Ernie Hudson with an English accent playing. Oh, oh I'm gonna have to watch this now. Yeah, Ernie Hudson doing English as a, a great hunter who's guiding them through the Congo. Honestly, I, I, I'm throwing this up as like potential for my number one guilty pleasure. Your pick because it's got all it bombed. Uh, you've yeah. got that disastrous like background story. Um, it's a money grab because it was like, oh, Jurassic Park made loads of money. Let's let's get this out. Uh, and you've got uh, not only is Tim Curry overacting, but then Annie Hudson is trying to like jump over keep, him in the overacting stakes. Yeah, <laughs> you're not going to keep pace with Curry. No, no, you're not. You say Bolt of overacting. He's That's a fool's game. Is he's going well ahead of you there? I love it when that happens though. When a film is successful, then Hollywood goes, "Oh, you like that, do you? How about how about some worse versions of that?" Yeah, like like you like you like Gladiator, do you? Hmm. How about how about ten films in ten years about that are a bit like Gladiator? Oh, you like The Matrix, eh? Well, let me tell you about leather jackets and double guns. You know the the one for me that works with that, and it is a guilty pleasure, is Robin Hood, and then the Three Musketeers. The, uh, the early 90s. Must yeah, be yeah. Robin Hood made yeah. every bit of money. Yeah, you're like Brian Adams, huh? Whoa. Yeah, <laughs> Brian Adams does the song for the three musketeers. That's what I mean. It's like, yeah. like everything I do. How about All for Love? But there's three <laughs> there's three husky-voiced men <laughs> instead of one. We're going to have Rod Stewart off his nut. Yeah. Sting. Single Champ show. Sh Champions League final draw levels with Rod Stewart. <laughs> 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 I'll tell you why it's perfect, because you know who overacts in that is the Cardinal. Oh, it's Tim, Tim Curry. Curry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tim, I think we're getting a through line here. It's Tim yeah. Curry. That's the so we're, pleasures. Because I was gonna I was gonna come to directors in a bit, but I think we can like satisfyingly say Tim Curry might be in the throne for our, our guilty pleasure actor. Oh yeah, he's gotta be up there. He's gotta be up there. Who would you who would you replace him with in Armageddon to make that a perfect <laughs> guilty pleasure film? Liv Tyler. Um, I'd have him as Liv Tyler. Yeah. 
I wouldn't replace him with I wouldn't replace him with an actor. I'd replace him with a scene. I'd replace him with the animal cracker scene from Armageddon, <laughs> where, where where everyone when we were fourteen was like so romantic, isn't it? Because they're like a, like a shack and they're talking about an, animal crackers about like about you know he's like, putting them up her body, it's, isn't it? Yeah. It's like it's like sex, isn't it? Oh yeah, it's so sexy. <laughs> <laughs> and you'd have you'd have it as Tim Curry instead of the animal cracker. So yeah. Ben Affleck is dragging well, Tim Curry up Liv well, Tyler's body. An animal cracker sized Tim Curry, but he can talk. <laughs> and he's but it's still the Aerosmith soundtrack in the background, but just Tim Curry. And then in the background, don't wanna close my eyes. <laughs> I'm trying to think of big performances. Do you know the first one that came to mind? And this isn't even a guilty pleasure for me because I'll always defend it, but Tommy Lee Jones is two face. Like that yeah. was such a mad bit of casting when you look at everything he'd done and everything he's done since. You're like, that would, that's such a mad bit of casting where they thought uh, the the guy from the Fugitive and uh, he'll be good. <laughs> he always plays withdrawn, withdrawn military type police figures. Except in this, mad. Just yeah, absolutely I, going for it. I wonder if he kind of didn't know what he was getting into and watch like Batman Returns and, you know, Danny DeVito got all these plaudits and Michelle Pfeiffer, everyone's like, these, everyone's doing amazing. Jack Nicholson made, mm. I think, half of the money in the world from the first yeah, Batman. 60 million or something, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. So Tommy Lee Jones was like, oh, you know, these are critically acclaimed. Um, and then he comes into it and he's like, oh, Jim Carrey's doing something, certainly with yeah, this film. Oh, skin tight, <laughs> question mark. Leggings, yeah. right? It's not. It's not the same then. No, uh, change of director. Um, <laughs> I can see the outline of Jim Carrey's penis, and I mean, uh, like full yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, the first two, you know, you might have come on board, Tony, because you thought these were sort of dark, gritty thrillers. But let me tell you what we're going for in this one: um, Happy Meal toys. Yeah, yeah, just Happy Meal toys. <laughs> that's it. Um, um, we 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 don't want you spending like five hours in the makeup chair. We're not going. CGI is not really there yet, so we're just going to spray paint uh, pepperoni pizza purple. <laughs> And just stick that to the side of your yeah. face. See yeah, what just, put this, just, just put this half and half suit on. Don't look at me like that, Tommy. Put it on. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I'm looking forward to working with Michael Keaton. What's that, Val Kilmer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, I need to make Robin, um, A, the same age as Batman and the same height, <laughs> and B, hip and with it. So uh, give him an earring. Yeah. And then in Batman and Robin, no earring. They went, <laughs> the problem was the earring. earring. That was the problem. Nipples. Lose the earring, nipples. I mean, Chris O'Donnell is at the age in Batman Forever where when his parents die, people should be like, yeah, you're at the age where you, your you parents die. will be dying. Yeah, yeah. Just get, get a flat. Yeah. <laughs> you're coming into a bit of money, if anything. You should be fine. It's, it's such a mad film. He rolls a bomb down the street into the river in that scene, and there's just no one about. Like, there should be people screaming. And that. It's meant to be, like, the biggest city in America. In the co- and it's just like... Just put it in the river. I think they're used to it now. Yeah. (laughs) Do you remember the scene where they tried to make sure everyone knew how cool Chris O'Donnell was, where he's just done his washing and he acrobatically puts Mm. his washing on the line. He's swishing them around like nunchucks and you're meant to be like, oh, you know, he's tasty in a fight because he's just done a flip with his sock. And you've just moved to a billionaire's mansion. He's Mm. got a tumble dryer. He has got to, and also in that, the socks, he rings them out because it makes it look like, oh, he's cool because he can do like a hold and he stretches them out and walks <laughs> off them. That's not been spun, that washing. <laughs> You've got to spin it. You've got to spin it because otherwise it's just, you're just wasting electricity. I think this is a sign of Alfred's losing his game. 
He's losing Alfred's, his carpet. He's meant to be on top in this, but this is clearly where Alfred's the stress of being like, I don't know if the guy who is like pretty much my son, he's going out every night, he's fighting these crazy people. Uh, you know, our house is often getting bombed. I, I, I'm just not going to do maintenance on the washing machine this week. He only wears that one fucking suit anyway. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but yeah, in that film, Tommy Lee Jones is absolutely going for it. You know where else Tommy Lee Jones goes big? Under Siege. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, forget Under that. Siege, where his his plan to uh, break onto a, a naval ship is to be part of a band. It's not that they get there and then the band starts shooting everyone. They play an actual performance. So this means that the build up to the them, yeah, they've rehearsed. It's like, come on, guys, we need to be tight on this. And I want to come and- on. Wait, listen, <laughs> we're gonna do Sweet Caroline, right? And you know. Yeah. That when we say so good, they're all going to go so good, so good back. So do not fuck that bit up. Yeah. <laughs> are, you, are you dragging? <laughs> I was thinking, by Armageddon logic, is it better to hire a group of assassins and teach them <laughs> All right. Okay, guys, look, I know you came in as a cellist, but you've got to kill some Navy SEALs for me. I'm really sorry. <laughs> what we want from our, our guilty pleasure we covered guilty pleasure actors but i think it's good to just take a moment to look at directors because mm. for me my top one would be roland emmerich oh yeah that's so. a good, that's a great that's um independence day godzilla the 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 moon one <laughs> everything he's done 2012 uh stargate day tomorrow day after, day after, day after tomorrow. tomorrow yeah i think he maybe got some scientists in and it, for like a day and he was like can you look at the script and just see the bit where we've left it blank can you just write like some sciencey words no like, snow he's like yeah that's good yeah okay go ahead yeah, just be like like storm yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if i was going to say top roll and emmerich i would go uh uh the 90s godzilla oh i mean that is that's very guilty uh pleasure because a lot of people hated it yeah but Banging soundtrack. It is a, it's a banging soundtrack. And it's not that bad. No, I, I actually like, like it. I really like it. I, I like... It takes a, a, a kind of narrative turn where they go, we've killed Godzilla, and you're like, oh, it's been about an hour and 40 minutes. This is done. And then they go, there's Godzilla eggs, baby. <laughs> and, and they go in, and in a again, in a like a, a huge blockbuster movie, your main characters go in, and the whole objective is to kill unborn babies. <laughs> That's what your heroes are doing. The mayor, who is um, called Mayor Ebert, looks like Roger Ebert, and is called that because Roland Emmerich didn't like Roger Ebert, I think. Uh, yeah, he gave a previous film of his a bad review, so it was meant to be Ebert and... Uh, who was his little friend? Siskel, Roger Ebert. Gene, yeah, Gene, Siskel, Siskel, Gene yeah. Siskel. But then he doesn't do anything with them. Like, it, it, the mayor's pretty stupid, but he's not... That incompetent. He's not no, on the take. No, I'd love like a, mo- a modern version of that in, in, in like a Marvel film. Oh, look, Mayor Commode is here. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got a stupid, dumb face on. With, yeah. And he smells. Yeah, and he didn't like Ant-Man and the Wasp. <laughs> and and <laughs> why is this in the film? What's that background behind Mayor Commode? It's actually a blur because we shot it on green screen like we do every- <laughs> everything. Everything. <laughs> Everything's shot on the soundstage yeah. now. Yeah. And four of our CGI artists have killed themselves, so we couldn't really do anything because we wouldn't let them see their family while we are making this. <laughs> and we said it's coming out in May. It's coming out in May. Yeah. Get it done. 
that's in the you're gonna start noticing like in the CGI and Marvel stuff, it'll just come up in the back and like, please let my children go. <laughs> I just I only went for one nap and Feige's like, yeah. You nap in my uh, building? <laughs> Hulk turns into Hulk. Hulk needs see family. <laughs> There is a, there's another amazing coincidence coming off the back of this one, which again I've just looked into, which is that on Sean Emmerich, Connery was meant to play the Hulk. <laughs> almost Emmerich said that the only reason he agreed to do Godzilla was because uh, the film he wanted to make was centered around an asteroid fall, and while making Godzilla, Armageddon got made, and so <laughs> the only reason he did Godzilla was because they then agreed to make his asteroid movie, which they then cancelled because Armageddon beat him to it. Oh, and wow. Deep Impact at the same time. Yeah. Same year, same year. D- Deep Impact came out as well, didn't it? Deep Impact, aka Sad Armageddon. Yeah. Well, they went. What if we don't save everybody? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is this has made loads of money, an absolute ton of money. It's got a huge star in it, Bruce Willis. What should we do? Elijah Wood, his mum dies. Cool. All right. Let's yeah. start rolling. <laughs> Go. What? You make so much money. Why and, not? <laughs> They're like, oh, we've got Morgan Freeman as the president. Is he going to tell like a really great uh, uh, speech, like Bill Pullman in Independence Day? Uh, now nah, he'll just come out and be like, "Well, we're fucked. Uh... We've got these boats, but if you're over fifty, ah, yeah. um, oh, sorry." <laughs> Except do you know me, how we? I'm the president. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, do you know how we were worried about the economy? Uh, some good news. Yeah, <laughs> not a thing anymore. Do you, the, do you want the good news or the bad news? <laughs> yeah. All right, so uh, I think we've round about come to that time, Josh. Okay. If you're ready mm. to answer the big question, what for you is the best movie to enjoy as a guilty pleasure? I'm going to say, because I, I think this is it's one I love, but it's also quite universal, I'm going to say Con Air. Con Air, fantastic. Yeah, there we go. It's, it's it's tacky and it's daft, but it's also just will like brilliantly manic and weird, and I think... I will always enjoy that film, apart from the fact that they let a serial killer go, <laughs> and it's all just fine. <laughs> well, I think it covers a lot of the things we've talked about. You know, you'd, you'd be embarrassed to tell people that you you love it. You've got some huge performances, like Cole mm. Meany in that is great. Yeah. Uh, the, the John Malkovich. That, yeah, Malkovich, yeah. Ving Rhames, um, yeah. Danny Trejo as a, a fun yeah, knockabout rapist. <laughs> yeah, Bubba from Forrest Gump was a yeah. diabetic guy. Yeah, and they they don't understand diabetes at all. I'm saying, I mean, I had loads written down, but yeah, I'll say I'll say Con Air because I think it sort of epitomizes what what a guilty pleasure is for me. Well, if you if you want to fire out your list, uh, so I had League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Under that, I also had Green Lantern for similar reasons. Um, I also had the Lethal Weapon films in there as well. I'm a big fan of Bond, so even the shit Bonds, I like Moonraker, like Moonraker, Octopussy. Um, I like the Star Wars prequels, which I've defended on multiple occasions. Um, which now makes me look better because the sequels are so bad. Yeah, <laughs> that everyone's gone. Oh, the prequels are, yeah. I oh, think I there, there is no yeah. line in the prequels that is as bad as somehow Palpatine <laughs> returns. Somehow Palpatine returns. Somehow. A somehow. professional writer. Yeah, professional. they sat around the room. Yeah, and they, they wrote that. Uh, and you and see then... it in Oscar Isaac's face. He's like, oh, f- <laughs> f- somehow. <Yeah. laughs> oh. Oscar, can we, Oscar can, we, can we go again without you rubbing your eyes? Oscar, you saying <laughs> it. All right, so Josh, we're going to play a little mini game, uh, our character game. Uh, so I'm going to give you a bunch of uh, situations mm-hmm. that you would be in with a 
different characters of your favorite actor or an actor that you've chosen today which actor have you chosen for us i've chosen christian bale christian bale oh mm. so we're gonna get some very intense yeah uh, a lot of weight this. gain weight loss stuff yeah. going on <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, right so situation number one which christian bale character would you get to help you sell your nan's ashes for a deal the guy from american hustle Oh right, yeah, he's a he's, he's a, a bit he's of a, a piece con, of shit. He's a, con isn't he? Man, he's a con man, isn't he? So yeah, go 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 with that guy. Yeah. No, I remember watching that film and thinking, great cast. What's going on? I don't. I can't like. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Very forgettable American yeah. Hustle. And then there's Jennifer Lawrence and shit, and then like Amy Adams. Yeah. Oh, and then yeah. uh, there's a plot. Is there? Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Second one. Which Christian Bale character would you get to help you hotwire a car? Let's say, let's say Batman. Would do, yeah. Well, he's got to be dressed as Batman and do the voice. He's like, <laughs> the red wire. <laughs> Isn't this a Fiat Punto? <laughs> it's got stop-start technology. <laughs> um, this is one where, when people are playing along at home, I think people are going to be shouting at Ford versus Ferrari. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that one. Oh, yeah. yeah. And unfortunately, yeah. the next category is to save Gotham as well, so you really, <laughs> <laughs> you really shot yourself oh, in the no. foot. Oh, no. <laughs> The, which Christian Bale character would you get to help you keep people quiet in the cinema? You're in the cinema, people are chatting, being all noisy. Let's go uh, machinist Christian Bale. <laughs> uh, just top off, does his little skeleton dance that you see in the film. That, that'd shut people up. <laughs> people are like calling the police. Is he okay? <laughs> Oh, yeah, let's go. Because then we've had a fat bale and a skinny bale. Yeah. And a fat bale. So we've got the, 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 yeah. bale, the bale trio. Yeah, so let's go. Let's go. Yeah, skinny skinny machinist bale. All right, let's Trevor see. Trevor in it. Trevor. Trevor machinist. That's his full yeah, name, isn't Trevor it? Trevor the machinist. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I think it's hyphenated. His, his mum is a the. And his dad's a machinist. <laughs> and, uh, and finally, which Christian Bale character would you want to give you CPR? Doesn't he do it in Pocahontas as the little cabin boy, or am I thinking of someone else? He voices he... the little he voices the little cabin boy in Pocahontas. Doesn't someone go overboard? <laughs> so let's go. The You'd little... want a little cabin boy. Then, then I've got fat bale, thin bale, buff bale, child bale. Yeah. So let's go. Yeah, because I think in that one, doesn't someone get washed overboard? And and it might even be him who does CPR, but it also might be the Billy Connolly voice character. I can't yeah. remember. Well, to be fair, if he if he lives on a boat, he's probably no CPR. Yeah, so, so that's let's not a bad go, shout. Let's go, cabin boy, yeah. cabin boy Bale. There we go. Because <laughs> of his abilities, not his age. <laughs> it's to make it's that the only the only opportunity you get to kiss a little boy. Yeah. And listen, you don't do mouth to mouth anymore. It was CPR, not mouth to mouth. Yeah. So you know, all he's gonna do is staying alive with the hands. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, Josh, thanks very much for coming on the show. Oh, thank uh, you very much before, for having me. Before you go, have you got anything that you wanna um, push? Any drugs or? Yeah. So if you're looking for any cat. Uh, no, um, then go to the guy from Armageddon because it's funny <laughs> and he's addicted to it. But no, I um, so I have a podcast. It's out every Tuesday. We t it's called Just Films and That. Um, we talk about underrated, underseen films. Jamie, you have been a guest on it, a very wonderful guest. We talked about Quigley Down Under and mustaches. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's out every Tuesday wherever you get your podcasts. Just yeah, check us out social media as well. Just search for Just Films and That. You'll find us. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's about it. Yeah. Yeah, that is actually a really good podcast as well. Most of the time when people come and sling the shit on, I just kind of look off into the distance and go, yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Whereas if people but, like this podcast, then they'll, they'll like your podcast. Yeah, um, yeah. 
Oh, great. Well, thanks very much, Josh. Hopefully, we'll get you back on uh, soon for another topic. Absolutely, love, love to. Yeah, love to. Like, we've got, we've got. I think we've got undiscovered Armageddon. Yeah. <laughs> our our four-hour Armageddon special that'll come out next year. Just it's... ripping the planet apart. Yeah. <laughs> or we'll work out like, oh, actually, yeah, it's, it, it was the right decision. <laughs> we've looked into this. I've been to NASA. They said uh, no. They said fuck off. <laughs> Uh, no, All right, brilliant. Thank, thank you very much for having me, guys. It's been a pleasure. Oh, that's great. Cheers, Josh. See you, guys. Uh, just, just be better, Josh. This is. Yeah, sorry. Um... sorry. I'll just make it a B, <laughs> B better.